Welcome to Transformation in 10, bringing you expert insights for navigating the transformations impacting application delivery. This podcast is presented by Tricentis and brought to life by our special guests across the quality, DevOps, cloud, and business worlds. Hello, listeners. It's your host, Emma Pete. And a heads up, we are recording today on film. So you can go ahead and find the link to that in the episode description. I do predict a lot of smiles. Today, as I welcome our guest, and it's one of our very own, Curtis O'Dell, Global Business Manager here at Tricenter. So a very warm welcome to you. How's it going, Curtis? Thanks for having me. Wonderful day here in Texas. A little hot. We're in the (laughs) middle of a huge heat wave, but uh, we're going to make it. Yes, likewise, I can relate to that. So when I said a very warm welcome, (laughs) it is a super warm welcome. (laughs) Very hot welcome. It's a very hot welcome, exactly. <laughs> now, you've been with us, Curtis, for a while now. I, I noticed around five years, four and a half years. But before that, you've been innovating in the tech space you know, since the mid-80s. So you've been at tech giants like Dell and Parasoft. You've gone around. So all of this neat experience brings you, you know, to today. And I read on your LinkedIn that you're, one of your main focuses where you put a lot of your efforts into is into solving the challenges that come with digital transformations. And you do that with data and insights to help you reframe the way folks think about and operate in business. So yeah, and digital transformations, you know, the name of the game at Tricenas on the podcast. So as organizations digitally transform, so whether it's in DevOps or AI, what have you, data is giving that context and we do need quality data to inform decisions. Which leads me to my first question. What are organizations up against today in terms of delivering on that quality data? So the thing that really drives it is, is that today when you look at the data world, it's way behind the software world in terms of the processes, you know, agile, DevOps, all the things you say, there's data ops, which has just come up and all these things. So what the basic really big challenge is the fact that it's manual testing. And so what happens is, is that if you look at most organizations, this is the biggest problem in business, is that all their knowledge workers spend half their day just finding and fixing data. And if you take huge organizations, that's a huge millions and millions and millions of dollar problem. So the question comes back to is like, well, why is the data bad? You know, because people that are checking the data are often the end users of it, right? So they don't really know the whole process, what happened, where did it come from? They just look at the end and they just know it's wrong. And and it's like a classic story. Always here's two VPs go into a meeting and there's like, these numbers matched last month. This month they don't. And now we got to make decisions on buying oil or running the business, all these huge multi-million dollar decisions. And how do we do it when we know the numbers are wrong? That's the crux of it is, is the bad data for bad decisioning, bad operations. And then... The real bad part is when the auditor or compliance people are knocking at the door saying, hey, we need good data or you're going to get fined. And then it's like, oh, gosh. So it's it's just a real bad situation. Sure. When the data collectors come knocking. <laughs> and I've heard you say, um, mention, talk about a stare and compare approach that comes along with manual data, which in the end doesn't scale, you know, it doesn't work if, if you've got people spending hours on end days 
um, seen at that data matchup. There's much more efficient ways to go about it, um, which leads me to ask you how how can data owners and I say data owners, you know, there's any number of people wear data ownership hats in, in business now. So how can data owners ensure that data integrity? That's another hard one. <laughs> so you have the data stewards in these areas, like let's say finance, we use the classic example, and then you know maybe the CFO, and so he has all these data owners that you know you're responsible for the data. If it's wrong, it's on you, and they often have to take that data that they've got from untrustworthy sources, or they are actually sending data that they know, hey, this is bad. I don't know if it's good or good. Here you go, and sending it downstream, and so because of the fact that um, what it really boils down to the nut. The crux of the problem is uh, SQL is the language of data. And anyone listening would uh, hopefully agree with that. And they don't have in most business units the SQL knowledge that they need to be able to do things to do the comparisons to reconcile and validate data. And so they don't have the type of tooling, and I would say, to be able to go in and be able to easily look at data. Now, you can't get away in a way from SQL and it's the language of data. But the question is, is like, can I just as a normal business analyst actually see something and make sure that this is correct, for example? So if they can get to that point where they can get something in place, where they can actually really check the data with, and, and we always talk about automation, end-to-end, and for uh, continuously, then they're in a better place. But today, it is really tough. I mean, they, I feel I, we have Norfolk Southern, one customer, and a poor lady I talked to her, she says, well, how do you check the data? She says, I look at this screen, your manual there and compare, and then I look at this screen, and then I look at this screen, and then I look at this screen, and well, how long do you do that? Well, that's all I do all day long. Wow. And she's one of many. And everybody listening, you go around your corporation, you're going to see people doing this. Yeah. <laughs> and there's millions of rows of data how they spot Waldo. It's insane. But that's the only way they have to do it. Sure. Yeah, that's it's just ridiculous, like the heavy lifting involved. And the, the fact that that's the reality of today. And just for our listeners, the SQL, we're referring to Microsoft SQL, right? Which is the one of the big tools. Yeah, yeah. So SQL, and the, but the basics of all the the, the language is SQL, so structured query language. Okay, sure, got you. And another one of your phrases I like is, uh, "You can't trust what you don't test." You know, with the likes of automated testing and to end continuous, that's going to ensure, especially when you're talking about m- many different data sources. So it's not like you're just comparing two data sets. It's like you know, it's it's vast. It's a landscape, and. One of the many topics I mentioned earlier was moving to the cloud, which is, you know, so many organiza- organizations are doing that, whether it's to AWS, Azure, you know, along with that comes data. So how would you say that our listeners could ensure that quality both during and then, of course, after so that it has that longevity? Well, you let it right into it. So it's this case of the complexity, right? Yeah. So we have all this already problems. And then somebody's walking in and saying, hey, we're going to move everything from on-prem to the cloud. And they go, oh, great. So <laughs> I've got that on top of this. I mean, this is, just gets worse. And I'm sorry, this is like the most depressing podcast probably in the history of podcasts. But it's, it's a huge problem. But we consider that a major trigger for problems, right? Because in the old days, what people would do is what's called a lift and shift. So if I was moving uh, data from like, let's say in this world, a SQL server to an Oracle, 
you know, very old school stuff. I would plug a cable in the back of the SQL server. I would plug a cable in the Oracle and I'd start a job on Friday and come back Monday. It's all done. That was it. Ah, (laughs) well, the cloud is not that easy. So the cloud requires, it's a totally different architecture, different security models, metadata models, everything that goes with it. The processes are all different. So I've got to take what I have on-prem and move it to the cloud. And the issue is to be successful with that, you've got to plan that out. And you've got to look at it as something that you can't do over a weekend. It's going to be something that's, and most people will come in and they'll say, oh, it'll take me six months to do this, maybe a year. And then we've had clients, uh, one of a major retailer we talked to three years in, and they were still failing at getting it done. Because as you're doing to this new model, if you get things moved and you you don't actually know that, that you, you put it in that, that looks good. And then you move more because you cannot move it all at once as you're moving this. Oh, this broke everything. And that's really the one of the main uh, points that I always try to do is say, look, you've got to test as you're doing it. And you've got a parallel test between the two systems. But it's basically you really have to know as you're doing it that you're good as you move forward. Because if you get down the road. Yeah. yeah. So it sounds like there's a lot of universal uh, theories you can apply, whether it's you're moving to the cloud or migrating from one tool to another. And you did speak on this at our virtual summit earlier in spring. You revealed some secrets on or secrets that are going to save your ass <laughs> when you do a data migration. So could you share some of those? A little, a little nutshell. Yeah, I, well, I think the biggest secret is is this is that, and and this is like a totally different way that we look at the world. <laughs> well, not totally different, but just a very important way we look at the world is is that it's not the migration itself that's generally the problem. And people always go back to that. So if you're focused in the wrong area, what happens is is that we at Tricentis are really all about regression. We're about finding the root cause of problems. And making sure that a change that happens doesn't break everything else. And if you don't do that, and, and so people are all focused on the, the, this, just we move the tables and it looks good. It's like, guys, does that impact what we've done already? Does it going to impact what we do in the future? You have to be able to build that regression in the new world so that you know, okay, I'm good. I add to it. I'm good. I add to it. I'm good. And we literally had customers, and the reason this takes these years instead of months is because they get in months down the road and they realize, oh my gosh, we just broke everything. We got to start <laughs> over. I mean, it's insane. So that is really one of the top secrets. And I think one of the, and it really shouldn't be a secret. It's kind of basic. Yeah, I need to know when I do something, I don't break anything else, but <laughs> it's like missed, you know, I don't know. Yeah, sure. You want to know that when you change a code, that it's, yeah, it's not going to mess everything up. Yeah, software world, we don't do that. We don't just put things into production, you know, and say, oh, good, wow. Oh, I broke. Oh, I'm shot. Yeah. Exactly. And it would be remiss not to talk about uh, Tricentis data integrity as a tool because, you know, many of our listeners may or may not know that if you have Tricentis Tosca, then, then our data integrity tool comes alongside that and can help you with this automated end-to-end data testing, which will assist you with your regression testing, um, UAT, whatever it is, those vital checks that will help you deliver with confidence on that data. And that's, you know, like whether it's the data itself, your data history, the whole shebang. Now then, this could be an interesting one because I know you like to talk, Curtis, but let's see how we, how we fare. In 10 words or less, 
what would your best advice be <laughs> for you know you you set me up for this question actually perfectly <laughs> yeah. but go ahead I, I i think i can handle it let's see what is your best advice for anyone governing data in you know in a digital transformation space to be successful you must test everything before production that's it just think of that's nine words. I have one left over, and maybe I should say amen or hallelujah. <laughs> or so I get our last word will do, but that was nine and that's <laughs> 10. And I know I'm adding more words now, but that that's it. That is really the deal, you know. And and I'm sorry, I wish maybe you, you know, in some universe, those words are not true, but in our universe, that is the e equals MC2. Yeah, the, that's the holy grail. <laughs> you know, this is a, it's a, it, it, yeah, it's relativity. It's a proven theory. We know it's right. Got to do it. Well, that's the sound advice we want to hear, you know, if it's proven time and time again. So that's awesome. And let's look at it from another angle. What is something that people miss that you that you found when they try to tackle their data integrity? What are you seeing time and time again? People are getting wrong. Yeah, and 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 this is something that probably falls back maybe on me even or a lot of the our folks too that we we you know we're we're I think addressing because what we teach what we really come in and we talk to people about okay we got to see this picture end to end everything from birth through delivery of that we check everything right end to end they be okay I'm doing that and we say you got to automate that because you can't manually stand clear you got to have that done for you. Okay, so you, people set up this automation and they have all this great stuff. And then we, the third thing we always talk about, or we at least mention, and we need to be much more on, is continuous. And maybe the word continuous, I don't know, DevOps wouldn't really, or data ops as a subset of DevOps is data ops for the data processes. That would probably be a better word, but it, continuous is kind of the industry term, right? But what happens is we miss that. So people will go in and they say, okay, great. We're doing this. We're automating these products. We're doing all this. Why isn't it running? Why is this not been happening? And so he says, why did I forgot to run it? What are you talking about? It's got to be integrated into our processes <laughs> and it's got to run all the time when it's supposed to run. It's not something so I got to, now I'm back to kind of the manual stare and compare. Like, did you run it or not? You know, it's insane. So the key is, is that, our industry has changed, and sadly, my gray hair, I've been here to see it. But <laughs> it, the software side has really understood and, and embraced DevOps processes. And the data world, if you want to be successful with this and really your processes in general, you have to embrace that. And of course, we, when we put solutions, when we solve this problem, it's not really fully solved till that last piece is done. And that's what people always seem to... Because, you know, you maybe you get excited or you have groups, but this really requires integration. You have to work with the DevOps groups. You have to work with a lot of the different areas in IT. So it can be one that I don't want to say it's forgotten, but just it's not given the priority it should. It should be from the top. It should be number one, really. Yeah. So any data integrity solution, it's got to be have that full integration if you want to drive that data ops pipeline. That's a, that's a data ops is a word I'm going to have to get familiar with. And I'm sure we're going to hear it more and more uh, in the industry. Yeah. Well, Curtis, I could talk to you for a lot longer than uh, the time we've had today, but it's been a real pleasure. You know, you're a true data aficionado, I'd say. And it's clear that's where your your passion lies. And, you know, this isn't the first thing you've done with Tricenus at all. You're, 
you talk on a lot of webinars with us, you run sessions. And yeah, so our listeners can, they can get their fix, their Curtis fix on our website. And coming soon, you will be co-hosting a webinar and that'll be on the best practices for ensuring your data integrity during a snowflake migration. So that's a real hot topic. So yeah, that's something to look forward to. And you're headed to the world's biggest data conference uh, later, coming up soon. So keen to hear your biggest takeaways there. But for now, thank you. It's been a real pleasure and bye for now. Thank you. As ever, many thanks for listening. Until next airtime. Thank you.